On Thursday, March 11, 2021, President Biden signed the American Rescue Plan Act into law, a $1.9 trillion stimulus package. Find out the four things employers need to know about the American Rescue Plan Act right now on the next On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Hello and welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This on-air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. On Thursday, March 11th, exactly one year after the World Health Organization officially declared the COVID-19 outbreak a pandemic, President Biden signed a new $1.9 trillion stimulus package into law called the American Rescue Plan Act. Attorney Amanda Baer, a senior associate in Myrick O'Connell's Labor Employment and Employee Benefits Group is here to talk with us today about the four things employers need to know about this act. Amanda, thank you so much for coming back to On Air with Myra O'Connell. Hi, Howard. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start with the basics. Amanda, what is the American Rescue Plan Act? The American Rescue Plan Act, which I'll refer to as the plan as we're talking about it, is a far-ranging piece of legislation that is designed to provide help for the American public and small businesses to help the country get through this COVID-19 crisis as we hopefully see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. And now employers have been asking if the American Rescue Plan extends the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That, that's a mouthful, but a very important <laughs> act. Now, now, does it? Does this rescue plan expand the Families First Coronavirus Response Act? No. And so last summer, I think we recorded a podcast about the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which was a groundbreaking piece of legislation that required employers to provide paid sick and family leave to employees for COVID-19 related reasons. That act expired on December 31st of 2020 and was temporarily voluntarily extended through March 31st, 2021, which meant that employers with under 500 employees could continue to provide such paid family or medical leave and apply for the one-to-one tax credit if they do provide such leave. What the plan does is it allows employers to continue to provide such leave through the end of September, 2021, and file for one-to-one tax credits if they do provide such leave. So, Amanda, what are the four things employers need to know about the American Rescue Plan Act? So first, it's important to know that the plan allows employers to continue to offer paid sick or medical leave for COVID-19 related reasons through the end of September 2021 and obtain one-to-one tax credits if they do provide such leave. Uh, Second, the plan adds three new reasons for paid sick leave. So as we discussed last year, to qualify for paid sick leave under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, the employee had to be 
seeking a diagnosis or sick with COVID, caring for someone sick with COVID, things of that sort. Now, this plan also provides that employers can offer paid sick leave if employees need leave to obtain a COVID-19 vaccination or if they need leave due to the side effects of the vaccination or if they need leave to get a COVID-19 diagnosis or test if such test is requested by the employer. And third, the plan allows employers to restart the clock for paid sick leave on April 1st, 2021. So that's a little confusing. What do I mean by restart the clock? I mean that under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act and the first extension, employers could only offer employees a each an aggregate total of 10 days of paid sick leave during that whole one-year period. Now, employers can offer employees another 10 paid sick days, even if they've already used paid sick leave in the year prior. This is important because if somebody was sick with COVID last summer or over the winter and they used 10 days of paid sick leave and now they need leave to obtain the vaccination or care for somebody who's become sick, the employer can offer them such leave and obtain tax credits. And finally, the plan provides that when employers are deciding if they are going to voluntarily provide such paid leave, the employers cannot discriminate in favor of highly compensated employees, full-time employees, or employees on the basis of their tenure. And this provision is really encouraging employers to treat their workforce uniformly. And so provide leave to full-time and part-time employees and all employees regardless of tenure. So that was an interesting development that we did not um, necessarily anticipate in the plan. Hmm. Now, which employers are eligible, Amanda, for the tax credits that you mentioned? Employers that have 500 or fewer employees are eligible for the tax credit. Unfortunately, state-level government entities are not eligible to take the tax credits, even if they have 500 or fewer employees. Now, the big question I think a lot of folks are asking right now is, what action, Amanda, should employers take at this point? Employers who have continued to voluntarily provide paid leave under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act should take a look at their relevant policies and procedures to ensure that they are complying with the plan and that they are also now offering sick leave for those additional reasons that the plan has inserted into the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Now, there's obviously a lot happening in Washington and in Massachusetts dealing with COVID. What should employers watch for going forward? Sure. So next week, President Biden is expected to sign an executive order that will impose certain requirements on employers all over the country to ensure that their workforces can safely return to work. We're expecting that the executive orders will include mask mandates and social distancing requirements that may be on a collision course with other states 
regulations that have now lifted those requirements. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. And then in Massachusetts, we are expecting Governor Baker to sign a piece of legislation that would require employers to provide five paid sick days off for employees due to COVID-19 related reasons. And that's really important because if we have employers in Massachusetts that have decided to not voluntarily extend the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, even under this plan, they may be forced to still provide paid sick leave under the Massachusetts law. But we have not yet dived into that law uh, because it has not been signed yet. So it's still subject to change. So we will be pushing out updates to employers as those developments occur. Attorney Amanda Baer, Senior Associate in Myrick O'Connell's Labor, Employment, and Employee Benefits Group. I want to thank you for coming on on air with Myrick O'Connell. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if uh, folks have questions about the Act, any of the employment aspects of it, or any other employment matter that uh, they may have questions or concerns about, how can they contact you? They can contact me via email at a b a e r a bear at myrickoconnell.com or my office line, which is 508-860-1472. Excellent. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm Howard Kaplan. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. 